You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Social Hub podcast for 2020 and actually the first episode of the podcast for the entire decade. So this is uh, pretty exciting, pretty exciting to be back here for a brand new decade. I had planned to do this amazing inspirational podcast episode for you guys that kind of centered around all my learnings for 2019. If you're following me on socials, you'll see I've done some posts about the things I've achieved in the last 12 months and some of the things that I have learned. Um, also too, some of the things that have happened to me personally in the last decade that I have learned from. Um, so you can definitely go check that out over there. And, and that content is coming. I just felt that there was something more important and pertinent that needed to be talked about. And I firmly believe if we are not using the platforms that we have access to and podcasting is one that I have access to at the tip of my fingers, then what's the point of even being here if we're not using it to spread good messages? So um, I've kind of pushed that content out and um, this episode has been put together really quickly and to be in its place. If you are um, up for some really good goal setting and strategy content for 2020 for your social media and for your marketing, then definitely head over to the previous episodes. The last episode I did in December 2019, which dropped around the 17th or 18th of the month. Month, um, was around creating your 2020 social media strategy. So there's already a bunch of content there that you can go and listen to if you're into podcasts or head over to my website, all the W's, the socialhubau.com. Um, if you head to my free stuff page, then there is also content there for you to get stuck into as far as getting tips and tricks and strategies and actionable content that you can use for your marketing. But for today, I wanted to talk about the power, the power, and the pitfalls of social media. Now, if you're living in Australia, then you are 100% aware that currently at time of recording in January 2020, we are going through one of the worst bushfire crisis that this country's ever seen. Hectares and hectares have been devastated by the bushfires. Um, you know, millions of wildlife have been lost. Human life has, has been lost and it is it's a really dark time in Australia at the moment um, with all the devastation that we can see. It's worldwide international coverage. So if you're listening from overseas or listening in from the future, then you would no doubt have heard about it. It's it's pretty, pretty big stuff. And while this episode is not a discussion point about the fires themselves, it did bring up for me a lot of reflection on the use of social media in times of crisis. And while I will refer back to some of the things I have seen and some of the things I've seen people do on social media, some of the ways I have seen these platforms used over the last definitely week um, in 
you know, current recent times, but it also applies to the way people use these platforms in a number of different ways. And I really wanted to talk about the platform usage as a whole. So you will get something out of this episode, whether you use the platforms yourself, just as a personally as a user with a personal profile or whether you're using this as a business. And I will touch on it from a business perspective as well uh, a little bit later in the episode. But um, my main purpose with this entire episode was to talk about the power, passion and pitfalls of social media as a whole as platforms and how we can use them for the greater good and things to be aware of when it comes to sharing on the platforms and how to interact with other people on the platforms. And they're just such massive platforms like you know over two and a half billion users on Facebook it's about the same on Instagram then you've got other platforms like TikTok and LinkedIn and YouTube and just all the you know the social media is such a massive part and you know not even just social media but just digital in general is just such a massive um, massive way of getting information out there so yeah I wanted to replace what I was going to talk about with this topic So the reason that I wanted to talk about this and I've labeled or titled this episode, the power, passion and pitfalls of social media is because really those three words can sum up how these platforms can be used. If you, you look at the, the, the current situation with the Australian bushfires, people's emotions are heightened. People are on social media doing many, many great things. Um, sorry, great and many things or, you know, large volume of things is probably the better way to say it. Uh, people are raising awareness. They're sharing their opinions. People are trying to, you know, raise donation money and fundraise. Uh, we're kept being kept up to date with current events. I know for myself, I don't watch live TV a lot. I don't watch the news a lot. I I get a lot of my news from social media. I've definitely had the news on of late in the morning, the morning news, because while I'm having my morning coffee, I'm catching up on what's been going on because it's, you know, one of the best ways to know exactly what's happening so that you can, if you're going to try and be involved in any way or keep yourself educated, then tapping into, you know, current news is really important. But for the most part, I I, I do use social media to keep up to date with my news. And, you know, when you look at instances like this, where people's emotions are very, very heightened, you can see a vast array of actions being taken on platforms like social media. And that's why I thought it would be really pertinent to start the year with, you know, some of the really, really amazing things that we can do on this platform and we can use these platforms for. And also some of the things to be aware of as well in ways that the platforms can be used not for the greater good. And, you know, being aware of of how we act and how we put ourselves and particularly if you're a business owner, your business and your brand forward on these platforms. First of all, when you look at the power of social media, so again, just look at the sheer volume of people that use the platforms, you know, two and a half billion users on Facebook, about roughly, you know, about two billion ish on Instagram. Don't have stats right in front of me. I'm literally just sitting right in front of sitting on my bed with my microphone and, and my laptop and a glass of water recording this episode, just just talking to you like I would if you were sitting right in front of me. And the thing with social media is that it, it doesn't really discriminate. Like, you know, so long as you use the platforms, the terms of use, then most people can have a profile. 
on on the social media platforms you know if if you've got access to a mobile phone and the internet and a, and a computer you can have a social media profile and even for a business and a brand there's not a lot of restrictions placed again if you if you fo- if you use the platforms the way that they're designed to be used and with their terms of service you can have a profile on these platforms so you know and even business owners there's there's there are certain industries that have restrictions around things like facebook ads so you know it's definitely not a free for all there are terms of use there are restrictions with some businesses and how they can operate there is community standards there's I'm not saying that there's no rules to these platforms because there is most people can have access to a profile when you think about the actual amount of people living in the world and the amount of people that are using social media actively you think about the fact that social media is something that most people pick up their phone and look at first thing in the morning that a child of the age of 12 can have a facebook or instagram account and a lot of the time there are kids out there a lot younger than that that have a facebook or instagram account I've got tweens. My oldest daughter, Ella, is 11. She'll be 12 this year. She's got TikTok. My eight-year-old also has a TikTok account, so they already have access to social media in some way, shape, or form. And I know this year I am going to give Ella an Instagram account. So the you just from a sheer user point of view, these platforms are very far-reaching. Now, when you think about the amount of people that are on these platforms, you have got people given access to a public platform their voice is being given more power to be heard and to be spoken the social media platforms have immense power to get a message out there like i said before you know i use them to keep up to date with current events people use them to promote their business they generate an income stream for some people you know people are able to keep in contact with their families and friends all over the world where they never were before. So there's so much power in these platforms, but with great power comes great responsibility. It stands to reason and it's also realistically a numbers game that there are going to be a percentage of people out there using these platforms that, you know, and I do believe it is a minority that use these platforms for negative and destructive reasons only, but there are most people using the platforms have good intentions and are trying to use these platforms for good, are trying to use these platforms to spread a good message or to um, connect with people in a good and a positive way. But just because someone has access to do that doesn't mean they know how to do that. It's like, you know, if anyone has a driver's license, they can drive a car. Does it mean they drive a car well? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean they drive a car well. It just means they drive. It's the same with the social media platforms. There's a lot of people out there using social media, particularly young people, you know, as well. They're, they're, they're not educated in life yet, let alone, you know, the power of having these platforms put in front of them. But there's a lot of people out there personally and, and also you know, people in business that are just not educated in how to use the power of these platforms well. And it's it's just a fact of reality. Um, you know, one of the reasons I have so much free content is because I want to get the word out there to business owners on how to market their business effectively online because it's affecting their brand if they don't. Uh, but whether you have a business or not, you yourself, your own person, you are a brand. You you have a personal brand. If you're using it as a just an average personal user, you have a personal brand on the platforms and how you act on those platforms 
affects that personal brand. It affects people's opinion of you. It affects, you know, it affects how people see you. Um, it, it, it can ultimately affect your friendships and your relationships with people, how you act on these platforms. That's how powerful they are. Now, they can. this can be used really positively. You know, if we have a look over the weekend, Celeste Barber, who is an Australian comedian she's an international celebrity if you don't know who she is please just get onto instagram and and find her on insta she's hilarious she's a top chick um but she has used her power on social media to and and literally the donation that she started was a facebook donation this is this is the power of these platforms she has raised over 35 million dollars towards the australian bushfires it's freaking amazing the woman has done some amazing things And, you know, that was all done and hosted through the Facebook platform. But besides, you know, the logistics of collecting the money, she has used her profile for good. She has used her profile to reach many people worldwide um, to give them awareness to what's going on. She's, She's posted stories and images and videos of her direct family that have been affected by this and what's going on for them so that we can see it firsthand on the ground. That's a perfect example of someone who's used their profile for good and has used the power that this these platforms give you for good and to create, you know, good energy and and make the world a better place. There is a minority of people that don't do that. You know, there there are predators online that get onto the platforms um, and and groom young children. There are people on there that set up fake accounts so they they can stalk people and troll them online. These things happen. I 110% believe that they are the minority. They are not the majority. Average user on social media is your average person walking around with access to a profile in their hands. And most of those people are just not really educated in you know, I, I guess the, the, the ethics and uh, of how to act online. And this is where we see people getting bullied and trolled online. And we see things where, you know, people have really good intentions and then they just get absolutely, you know, uh, written off for it. So that brings me to the passion part of social media. And it, the, I mean, these all kind of, you know, the, the power, passion and pitfalls all really relate to each other. But the passion part of it is that, We've all got something to say. Everybody has something to say. And social media has given people a voice. That's one of the great things about it is that people that didn't have a voice are now able to have a voice. They feel comfortable having a voice on these platforms. Their voice can also be heard by many more people than it ever could before. And that's really powerful. Some people have been able to find communities and movements online that have given them a purpose in life to keep going, which they would never have found before if if these platforms didn't exist. I think a great example of that would be Constance Hall. You know, her entire brand, her entire business started with a blog on Facebook. Now, whether you agree with Constance's um, opinions, whether you agree with she aligns to you as a person, that's not what I'm here to discuss. But it's, it's an example of whether you like her or not, she has rallied a community and a movement of women online that a lot of people 
before she came out did not feel like they had someone that understood them, that they had a community of people that they could be a part of. And she created that for some people, you know, and and she has done that really well. You know, she spoke from passion and that passion, you know, grew into something that for a lot of people was really beautiful. Um, I've seen a lot of other people do that in a really positive way. I've also seen people using their passion in a really negative way. I see it happen all the time in topics like religion and politics, uh, where people are talking passionately in topics that are very insightful. Uh, A lot of topics that incite, you know, a lot of emotion, a lot of you know, anger and angst and just, you know, really heightened emotions. Like I said, you know, obviously they can be used for really good purposes and and promote love and acceptance and community and all those things that we need in the world as well. I think the main thing with, with passion when it comes to social media is that if you're triggered by something, you have the ability to act on it immediately. You have the ability to act on something that triggers you at the click of your fingers, you could be sitting at the bus stop. You could be waiting for your morning coffee. Um, you could be anywhere and you could see something on social media that triggers you and you have the ability to act passionately on that. And yes, everybody has the right to an opinion. Everyone has the right to have their voice heard. But oftentimes I see and I can just tell people have written a comment or a post or something in the heat of the moment. And they're not thinking that there is an actual human being on the other end of that interaction. I think one of the key things with when it comes to, you know, passion is that everybody has had different experiences in life. Everyone's had different experiences in life and you just don't know. When you look at some people, they've got, you know, 2,000 or 3,000 friends on their Facebook, whatever the maximum is. I think it's 3,000 is the maximum personal friends you can have. Do you honestly say you've got 3,000 friends? No, they're contacts on a social media platform. I could actually list off for you, my close friends really quickly. I have a lot of acquaintances. I have some internet acquaintances. I have contacts on a social media page. Um, I have, you know, people I've met through other people. But when I look at my actual friends, it's not the 1,000 odd people that I have connected to my personal Facebook page. It's not the 2,000 people I have connected to my business Instagram page. It's not my email subscribers. You know, they're not all friends. They are contacts. They're an email address. They're a follow. They're a value exchange that someone's given me for my business or myself personally. But all, all of them, my friends, I wouldn't actually say no that all of them are. That's the reality of of social media. So when you're connected to so many people and when you think about like Facebook groups, some Facebook groups have got hundreds of thousands of members in them. If you're a member of that group, you've got access then to even more people if you're interacting in that group is that everyone's had different experiences. So when you put something out onto a public platform, we need to remember that that can trigger people. And people get triggered in many different various ways. It's not up to us to say whether they got triggered the right way or the wrong way. It's up to us to acknowledge that they can be and be aware of that when we're acting online. 
you know, for example, if you take the bushfires, for example, like I do not live in a bushfire stricken area. I definitely live in one of the luckier areas of our country. I'm 100% aware of that. You know, I'm still going to the beach. I'm still going swimming. I can still go to my local Coles and it's full of produce that I can buy. My electricity is still running. I have fans and air conditioning on. I have fresh running running water. Um, I, I am not in any way, shape or form physically affected except for a little bit of smoke haze every now and again, but I don't even find that really a physical affliction for me right now. But, you know, from a, a trigger point of view, you know, it it triggers people. Um, I grew up in the country. I am aware of how fire can devastate people. I've seen people, not physically seen, but have known people that have died in fires before. You know, I, I know my family are farmers. I know how drought and flood and fire affects their livelihood. And yeah, it does trigger me. I, I'm a mother. I'm a person. I I own animals. I'm a compassionate human being. I don't think you can not look at these images and not feel devastation and emotion. And I'm going to start to get emotional now because if my if if my children were in danger or something happened to my family, I would be a a shell of my former self, my life would never be the same again. I would never be the same person. And that when you see these images of kids in a boat where the sky is red and black and you put yourself in that position where that could be you, I don't know anybody in this planet that would not feel emotionally the effects of what it would be like. So you cannot say that if someone's not in a physically in that place, that they are not triggered by the things that are online, the things you put may put online, the things that you share or comment on online. Now, um, other people, you know, if someone's lost a loved one, you know, hearing of, of, of death and loss of human life can trigger and put them right back into their own grief for their own situation. You know, whatever that situation of grief is, the the loss of animals. I mean, geez, that affects people in many different ways as well. So, you know, if you use that as an example, you just don't know how what you share is going to trigger somebody and trigger something in someone. And passion, whether it is, whether it's a, an emotional, a, a sensitive passion, a, a passion of rage that it incites in people, people then want to say and, and have their words said. And when that power of having that word spread and said is at our fingertips, it, it can create moments where really good things happen, but also really bad things. So uh, again, uh, let's look at Celeste Barber her sharing her donations, people have been sharing that around and just the the excitement and the the great amazing energy that she's had around that has been just absolutely beautiful. But I have also seen the really negative and the bad side of the passion of what's going on and people's triggers as well. I've seen women written off in Facebook groups for putting their business to a donation and being accused of profiteering from the bushfires. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about businesses in a second, but whether you're using social media personally or as a business, something will, something triggers you. We have a responsibility to think before we act some, I believe personally. And, um, when you're responding to someone who has react emotively online, 
I think we need to also sit back and re- and reflect and think, okay, this has obviously triggered that person in some way. And how can we respond in a positive way that is going to bring and raise people up rather than put people down? And, you know, when you get two and a half billion people with a voice on a platform, passions ignite and they come together in really um, destructive ways sometimes. And I think it's really important that we be aware that we have the power to use these platforms for good. We have the power to bring and raise people up and help other people. And we also have the power to bring people down. And that's not a very good power to have at people's fingertips. And we can control the part that we play in that. Now, obviously, that you know, you can see this happen in many and very different ways. I've seen examples where, for example, there might be a, a a group of online for people who choose to live a vegan lifestyle and then someone will go into the group, um, join the group saying that they are and start putting posts in there about bacon just to piss them off. You know, when people do things like that, it's just to get a rise out of people. It's to be destructive. They might be passionate about it, but, you know, are they using that passion for good or are they using that passion for evil? And what part are we going to play in making sure that the passion that gets ignited on online is used for good rather than not for good. So the last thing is the pitfalls of social media. And I think it's pretty obvious now, you know, after I've spoken for the last 20 minutes or so that the pitfalls of social media is that it has a lot of power and with that power comes great responsibility. And sometimes that responsibility is in the hands of people who are either not able to to use the platforms appropriately that choose not to use them appropriately or just um, ill-educated on how to do so. And, And some people just, let's be honest, some people just choose to be bitches online. Some people choose to be dickheads online. Some people choose just to go on there and fuck shit up and to ignite people and to ignite a response from people. You know, some people choose to do that. That's what some people choose to do. Is that cool? No, I don't think it's cool at all. I think it's pretty shit. But it's it's just a fact of the matter is that's how the platforms get used. You know, if that's how you choose to, to use your profile online, well, that's how you choose to use it. But one thing I will say is that if you, whatever you put online, whatever you put onto a public profile, you've got to be prepared to cop the response. So, you know, if you're going to put out a strong opinion about something, be prepared that people are going to be strongly affected by that opinion, whether they agree with you or they don't agree with you. You know, I've put out my opinions about being divorced, being part of a blended family, being a single mother. You know, I've put out my opinions about that before, strong opinions about definitely related to my experience, not related to everybody's experience. Um, And, you know, I've been I've been written off for my opinions about certain things in the past. I've been written off for many things. I've uh, had people defriend me. I've definitely been, I've been bullied online, it, you know, but at the end of the day, I also choose to use my voice. I choose to use the platforms for what I believe is the greater good and for what I believe is going to be a way to raise up people and, and contribute to a better society rather than detracting from it. Will everyone always see it that way? No, absolutely not. Uh, You know, we cannot think that on a platform with two and a half billion users or more, or in a Facebook group with hundreds of thousands of people that everyone is going to agree with us. We just absolutely are being, we are just being ignorant if we think that that's going to happen. Not everyone is going to agree with us. So if you're going to use the platforms to share your message, just be prepared 
that people are going to have an opinion on that too and don't get offended by it. You know, if you're going to have a strong opinion, be prepared for strong opinion back. That's, you know, that's that's what I think. And if you really, really believe in what you've, you're saying, then stand by it. But also to remember that your opinion and your view on life and on anything is your is based on your own experience. It's based on your own experience and your own values. So just because you've had an experience with something does not mean that someone else has. You know, if you're going to put out a strong opinion about something, be prepared that not everybody is going to agree with you. From a personal standpoint with usage of the platform, I've got one last thing to say. And if you're a mother tuning into this, I would really love for if you take nothing out of this episode to take this out of it. As I said before, I've got an 11 year old. She's got access to TikTok already. She's going to have access to um, Instagram this year. And I'm acutely aware as a mother how important it is that we educate our children how to use these platforms well. Now, I don't know about you, but when my children have access to my digital footprint on these platforms, I want them to be proud about how I've acted. I want them to see that I've used these platforms in a positive way, not that I've used them in a way to bring other people down or to rant or to share and spread and incite negativity. Um, That's not the legacy I want to leave for my kids. A lot of the time I see young children getting given access to these platforms and given no education around how to use them. And that's probably because their parents are not educated on how to use them as well. So, you know, I think we have a big responsibility as a parent of children in this day and age to understand how to appropriately behave online, to understand how to protect ourselves online, to understand how to use the responsibility and the power of these platforms for the greater good so that we can impart that wisdom to our kids. If you're, you know, a a woman in your 30s or 40s with children and you are thinking that you can get away without having to understand this stuff, you're kidding yourself. I'm just going to be totally honest, you're freaking kidding yourself because your children are growing up in a different era. My kids go to school, they do everything on their iPad. Um, You know, they're graded at school differently to when we went to school. They behave differently. I used to go out and roam the streets with no phone, no nothing, come back at dark. God, like really, honestly, like God knows where the hell I was as far as my parents were concerned, but that's just how we lived. You know, I'd walk to school, we didn't, you didn't even know who was going to be walking to school on any given day. You just like kind of started off you went and you always run into people along the way or you walk to school by yourself, you know, it's just so different. You know, my connection is so digitally focused now and that's just life. We can't get away from it. So I think there's a real importance there and an onus and an ownership on any parent to be be responsible themselves online, but to also understand how to be responsible online, how to protect yourself online, how to behave appropriately so you can show that to your kids. Because otherwise you give a young child access to these platforms. They are young. They don't know how to behave well online. They're just kids. It's up to us to show them. You know, if you're not going to give your child the tools to be able to use these platforms appropriately. So like when they learn how to drive, they get driving lessons. You don't just get pop them in a car and go, see you later, here you go, here's the keys. You teach them how to drive. So it should be the same with social media, I believe. So if we're not doing that without for our kids, 
then, you know, is it any wonder they're getting into trouble and they're getting bullied or they are bullying other people online? I I did want to talk at the end of this episode about using your business profile in a time of crisis. And, you know, obviously the bushfires that are going on at the moment is an example, but there's times of crisis all the time. There's international crises. There's, you know, we've had bombings in cities. Um, Geez, I don't know. There's hunger crises. There's water crises. There's, well, you know, Australia's been in drought for how long before the bushfires started? You know, there's so many different crises that can happen. And it's important that as a brand, you determine how you're going to act at that time. Because how you act at that time does have an impact on your brand. I know that in Australia at the moment, particularly in the small business community, there has been a lot of talk about people saying they're too scared to market their business. They're too scared to launch anything. And particularly in January, it's one of those times where we predominantly come back from Christmas and we, we've we got things to launch. We've got things to promote. We've got things to talk about. It's the start of our year. So um, it's you know definitely not great timing for business people at the moment because people are putting things off and I know I've I myself have felt the pain of you know making decisions of how I'm going to launch things myself that I've I've already had planned and you know pre-scheduled and in the pipeline before all of these tragedies happened the one thing I want to say and actually before I do say this I just want to say that Kate Toon who is a copywriter and SEO expert also has an amazing personal brand online. She did a live on her Facebook page about how to act as a business in a time of crisis. And I did share this in my Facebook group, the social media 101 Facebook group. It really does sum up exactly how I feel about behaving as a business at the moment. So if you want to go and have a look at that, you can join my Facebook group. The link is on the show notes page for this episode, but also too, um, you can follow Kate Toon on Facebook. You don't even have to join my group, but you can go and have a look at that. And it definitely um, sums up some really good tips on how to behave as a business at the moment. But the two things I wanted to say is this. Number one is it does not benefit anybody for you not to earn money. And It doesn't benefit our Australian economy for you not to earn money. You putting off your business is not the right way to deal with this. You putting your life on hold, you not earning money for your family and keeping your family afloat is not going to fix what's happened. It's just going to make it worse. Now, you know, if I was in a, in a, in a a bushfire stricken area or a disaster stricken area, I wouldn't want people that I don't know letting the livelihood of their family go and putting their business aside. I wouldn't want them doing that. I'd be saying, no, your business is is one of the backbones of our Australian economy. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And I, I'm 100% sure that most people in those areas would feel the same way. They don't, people that are, are suffering in these areas don't want any of us business owners to not earn an income. No one said that we should be doing that. So I, I think, again, it comes down to, you know, passion and we've been triggered by things that have happened and we feel guilty um, about promoting a business. It, fe- it feels insignificant uh, when there's all this stuff going on. It feels that it, a lot of what we're doing can feel insignificant. It can feel disrespectful. But remember that you know, for most of us, our businesses serve a large cross-section of people and, you know, they still need us as well. 
Okay. I know I've got clients that have been affected by the bushfires, you know, and I've done my bit to help them, you know, with, you know, they may have hours that they need to use with me. We're going to hold that over to different times and every business has to do what they can to help their own direct clients with how they've been affected here. But you also have clients and potential clients and new clients that haven't found you yet that are not part of this disaster and still need you. So don't put your business on hold. The second thing that I want to say about this as a business owner is just be very careful about how you use your brand to convey a message. At the end of the day, your business profile is a business profile and your followers and your business and your brand can be affected by how and what you share. So be very mindful about the things that you share. Think back about everything I've just spoken about. Is what you post going to trigger someone? Um, And be prepared for that. You know, a lot of us business owners, we've got big mouths, we've got big voices, we've got big opinions. If you want to talk about political things and you want to talk about that sort of stuff, go for it. Just be prepared that it can affect your brand. Um, I'm not here to say whether you should or you shouldn't. I'm just saying be aware and be prepared. That's all. That's all I can say about that. As far as fundraising under your business, now this has copped a lot of flack. I have seen, like I said, I have seen people absolutely written off in Facebook groups and and trolled and oh just it has broken my heart to see people who are trying to do something good be written off (laughs) it has absolutely broken my heart um should you fundraise through your business that's only a decision you can make if you're comfortable with donating some proceeds or sales or profits or whatever um if you're happy with doing that you know at the end of the day i i kind of see it that it's it's money that could or should be in your household that you're spending on um, an amazing cause. Just be mindful how you promote that uh, because it can be seen as benefiting from a disaster and you don't want it to be seen like that. You don't want it to be seen like, hey, I want to sell, you know, another 500 of this so I can make X amount and then I can give X amount to a disaster. You don't want it to be seen like that. You want it to be seen in the sense that, hey, I'm my business is making money. I'm, my business is successful and I want to share some of that success by putting that money towards something that's good. Just, you know, be aware of that. And, you know, there's a number of ways you can do that. You can donate some of your profits. You can donate some of your overall sales. Um, I've seen people get really creative as well and actually donate their time. So a service or a product, for example, what they've asked people to do is donate the um, amount for that service or product to a cause, send through a donation receipt and then that business owner gives that service or product over in um, return for that. Um, So there's a number of different ways. If you don't feel comfortable putting your business to any sort of donation or or your business activity towards a donation, you can simply share. There's plenty of other donations you can share, how people can donate. You know, I know for me, I've loved seeing all the different charities and all the different movements that are going on at the moment that we people can donate to. I think it's amazing. I've loved seeing those. And, uh, you know, I encourage people to keep sharing that because it just raises awareness. There's another one that just came out I saw this morning by um, Taria Pitt has put her name to it. And it's an Instagram page dedicated to showing small businesses that have been affected by the fires so that we can purchase from those people, which I think is amazing. Look, I think if 
conscious purchasing is is a really hot topic at the moment. I think we're all trying to purchase more consciously in life anyway. We're trying to purchase more consciously for the environment with less plastic. For businesses that are putting money already towards other charities in their daily practice, I know that if I was going to go and purchase something, I would much rather, you know, purchase something that's going to, you know, put a donation towards a, a, a fund for something that I was I was aligned with than one that doesn't. Um, so, you know, it, it does give people the option to purchase consciously. If you do put your, your business activity, um, in the mix with a donation or fundraising of some sort, and it does give us the opportunity to purchase consciously, which is, I, I think is a really great thing. You know, like anything in business, you put, you put your brand to something that has an impact. Just think really carefully about the impact you want your brand to have and what you want your actions to say about your brand. Also be aware, some people aren't going to like it. That's just life. If you're prepared for that, go for it. If you if you don't think it's something that your business can take at the moment, that's fine too. You've, we've all got to act in our own. Um, I think so long as we're acting, acting ethically, then um, and in the best interest of the greater good, rather than with ourselves benefiting at the forefront, that's the most important thing. Um, and when you see people, I just think as a business owner, when you see other people out there trying to do their best, and I think 99% of business owners out there that are trying to do something at the moment have really good intentions. They've probably just promoted it in a way that doesn't seem like that. You know, I know I've seen people promote as a business the money that they've raised. I've seen them show that they've gone and done shopping to go and drop off at a local um, center that's, you know, taking donations of, of goods. And, I, you know, I've seen people be written off for that too. And I just kind of think, you know, why? They're doing something good. Yes, they're posting it on social media. You may think that they're doing it to benefit themselves or to make themselves look good or whatever. But at the end of the day, it inspires people. It inspires other people. Some person that hasn't acted yet may see that and then go and act. Some person that hasn't donated, hasn't gone and purchased goods and dropped anything off at a, a collection place may see one of those posts from one of those people that you're writing off and may take action that day. So it's had a good impact just because it's not necessarily something you would do doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. And just, just really think about that. The other thing as well is, you know, there's people doing things that aren't financially um, driven. I've seen, you know, worldwide prayer movements and people doing, you know, collective rain dances and things like that. And again, I've seen people be praised and I've also seen people be written off for this. Anything someone does where they're putting good energy and positive energy into helping someone that has been through a crisis or helping a crisis uh, is, I think, can only be good. Whether, you know, if you believe that money's more important than prayers, well, that's your belief, but it's not everyone's belief. Everyone is really just acting in in alignment with their own values and not everyone's values are going to align to yours. So let's be mindful. Let's, you know, we are going to see things that trigger us. Let's just think sometimes before we act and before we speak. And, you know, if you do see someone that maybe is promoting something that they're doing in a in a way that you feel is is impacting their brand, find a good way to, to talk to them about it. Find their email address, send them an email, PM them. We don't need to publicly shame people. If we feel that they could be doing things in a better way, there are ways to talk about this. There are ways to raise awareness and to help people and encourage people. So that's it, guys. I ended up 
kind of waffling on for longer than I kind of thought I would, but it um, it's something I really felt that I needed to say. And like, you know, like I've said, if I'm not using these platforms, I've got to get a message out there um, that could help the world in a, in a better way or, you know, put some positive energy out there or awareness or learning or understanding that someone, you know, if I've helped some one person from this episode, then I've done my job as far as I'm concerned. So to those of you out there that are suffering from the bushfire um, crisis at the moment, um, absolutely from the bottom of my heart, my thoughts and prayers are with you at the moment to those people that have been fighting the fires and putting their lives in danger to protect other people. Um, I can only say you are absolutely a hundred and I'm going to get emotional again, but 100% a modern day hero, even though we often don't know who you are, we don't know what your what your faces look like or your names, but from the bottom of our heart, the whole country thanks you. And something I have chosen to do as my part of helping to raise awareness for this crisis was um, to do this podcast episode, but I do also have a percentage of the proceeds from um, new memberships for my social collective memberships, 50% of total sales, not just profits, but from total sales for the month. It was going to just be for the weekend last weekend. I've actually extended it for the whole month of January. And depending on how long it takes for these fires to rebuild, you know, this is going to take us years to come back from this. You know, I may even extend that further with a percentage um, donation as well. I have, you know, I, I can't speak what that will be right now, but for now I have extended that to the end of January. That is my part. I'm comfortable with that. I'm happy with that. And that's um, something that I can do from my business. I've also donated personally as well um, and have contributed personally, financially, but also with items and goods um, also. So if you want to head over and have a look at the donation offer that I've got going at the moment, there is a link to that in the show notes, as well as a link to some of the other major charities and movements that you can donate to as well if you're unsure about where you um could be putting your money and um, also some links to some really um, cool Instagram profiles that you can follow at the moment that will, you know, put money into good places, um, you know, and money back into the economy in a really positive way. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, guys, have an amazing week and you'll be back to your regularly scheduled marketing and social media episodes as of next week. Have an amazing day and as always, stay classy. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.